1: You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's a local attorney and certified information privacy professional. She's the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity, from Victim to Victor, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Recovering from Identity Theft. She's testified many times in Congress and the California Legislature on privacy and identity theft issues, and you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org privacypiracy. Hey, Mari, what's our show about today? Lloyd, today our show is about how to be invisible and really protect your privacy. We have a wonderful guest. We have uh, Jack Luna, who is the author of How to Be Invisible, The Essential Guide to Protecting Your Personal Privacy, Your Assets, and Your Life. If you don't know Jack, I'm going to tell you a little bit about his background, In 1959, Jack Luna sold his outdoor advertising business in the upper Midwest and moved with his wife and small children to Spain's Canary Island. Mmm, beautiful. That's off the coast of West Africa. And outwardly, he was a professional writer and photographer, but secretly, he worked underground in an activity that was, at the time, illegal under the regime of Generalissimo franco who I actually was in Spain when when he was in power as a dictator. In 1970, Franco, yielding to intense pressure from the Western world, kind of moderated his Spanish laws, and this left Luna to come in from the cold. Uh, By that time, however, privacy had become ingrained in him. In the years that followed, he started to do various low-profile businesses, then he built them up, and then he sold them. Now, he is the author of the book, How to Be Invisible, The Essential Guide to Protecting Your Personal Privacy, Your Assets, and Your Life. And he's been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, profiled in Playboy, and interviewed on The Gordon Liddy Show. His new best-selling book is Invisible Money, and that's an ebook. He currently is an international consultant specializing in personal privacy and security. And he's just done another book, and that's especially for you, my audience. It's called Invisible Mail, Why and How to Separate Your Name from Your Home Address. And it's going to be mailed, emailed free of charge to anyone who goes to www.jjluna.com and requests it. And all they have to do is put My Name Mari in um you know, on the the email, and that way they can get this free new book. So, first of all, I want to thank you so much, Jack, for joining us.
0: Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be in the program.
1: Jack, what really led you to re- to write this book?
0: Um, well, I've I've seen so many friends in the past making uh, bad mistakes and getting tra- in trouble with person that were stalking them or someone that. Uh, some enemy that shows up at the door, and different ones were pushing me to write something. So I originally wrote a, a, a report that was in a binder and sold it for $297. We actually sold about three or 400 of them, but I was doing it myself, and it was a lot of work, and I ended up selling the manuscript to St. Martin's Press, so... Yeah, that's how it came
1: about. Well, I'm so glad you did. It You know, here on the back of the book, it says sweeping changes since 9-11 have encroached upon personal privacy like never before. It says this new edition of Jack Luna's classic manual covers everything from driver's license and pizza deliveries to anonymous ownership of vehicles and real estate. Just a few of the topics include all sorts of things like communications via via pagers, cell phones, how to protect the information on your laptop, in your office, after you travel. You know, Jack, it is very, very scary now because there is so much information that's being collected in so many companies and governmental agencies, and they're sharing it and selling it. It's pretty frightening, isn't it?
0: Yes, and most people don't realize how much is out there. In fact, it seems to be the object object of the government to find out as much as they possibly can about every single citizen. and I consider it's our our uh, job or project to hide as much information as we can, especially our home address. I don't see why the government needs to know that.
1: you know the the problem that I see also is that the government is you know they're not supposed to have any secret secret databases. But they buy those secret databases from big companies like LexisNexis and Axiom and who knows what else, you know. So we've, we've got a, a real problem in that the government is really not following their, their own laws, right?
0: You're absolutely correct.
1: So let's talk a little bit about your book because I think it's fascinating. So who is How to Be Invisible really written for? Who did you write it for?
0: I wrote it for, uh, on one hand, the people who have enemies that may come to their home to do them harm, and one of the big groups is police. Uh, a number of police uh, forces in big cities have my book, and they uh, recommend it to, their, to those on the force because every so often some criminal will be, m- thinks he's been treated badly by the police, and he will try to uh, make threats about the family to do them harm. Sometimes that happens also to lawyers, to judges, uh, prison guards, to private investigators. Another group, of course, is, is stalking victims, <clears throat> who are usually women. Uh, they have an extremely difficult time to protect themselves. If they have an ex-lover or an ex-spouse, it is after them and has the money to hire private investigators. Uh, some of these private investigators are will do illegal things, like breaking into the home of, a, of the woman's parents, for, for, for instance, trying to find out if they've written down her new phone number or her new address. So I consider that the stalking victims are the ones that are most uh, in need uh, of the book, although a lot of wealthy persons also buy it. I know I have a number of readers who are millionaires, but they don't want to keep a low profile, and they don't want all the things they own to be showing up on government databases.
1: Yeah, and, and it's tough because even celebrities are victims of stalking, so they they don't really want to be invisible. They want to be visible in their profession, but they want to be invisible in their personal life. So that's exactly. the dichotomy.
0: Uh, in, in many cases, they can be visible in, in their public life, but keep their home address private. Exactly. Uh, I have one consulting client who is a multimillionaire who is on the news almost every day, but Uh, They say they don't know where he lives, and he doesn't want want them to know because he's a death threat. Uh, Yes. He did some some, uh, famous uh, uh, business dealings in Europe, Eastern Europe, I believe, and they're all legal, but some people lost money because of his dealings, and they threatened to kill him if they can find him. So far, they haven't found him.
1: Thank goodness. So you're saving lives.
0: (laughs) I think so. A number of times people have said the book alone has saved their life
1: absolutely and i think about all these poor people that are being kidnapped in mexico you know people who are wealthy my my son has a friend who went um to, you know to to graduate school with him and his father has to have all sorts of bodyguards in mexico city they they're from mexico and a very wealthy man owns a lot of businesses and you know, this is, this is really scary for them in Mexico because they, they are looking for them to kidnap them. So I would think possible kidnap victims are really people who would want to read this book for sure.
0: Yeah, I guess that's certainly true. Mexico City, of course, is the last place on earth you want to be uh, for a rich person to be staying. I like Mexico and some of the small towns and places, but not Mexico City. Not anymore. Northern North Frontera.
1: Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I went to school back when I was in college. I went to school there for a summer by myself, lived with a family. But now I would never do that. Let's talk about what is the one greatest danger that you see in protecting your privacy?
0: Okay, That is an easy question. And the answer is the greatest danger is to connect your name with your home address. Hmm. Let's say this. That some uh, guy named Joe Blue Collar can't sleep well at night because he's afraid of a knock on the door. It's someone after him, an ex-wife or an ex-lover or some bill collector. But if he could check into a motel under another name, he could sleep well. And if he reads how to be invisible and puts into practice what he's learning, he will be able to sleep uh, just as soundly at home as he would if he were in a motel because no one would know where he lives. Uh, My wife and I do sleep well. We never answer the door unless we know some friends are are coming and they call first. And uh, otherwise, we don't answer the door if someone knocks. We consider the single greatest benefit is to to sleep well at night and not worry about who's coming around to see us.
1: Right, right. So what about when people tell you, well, gee, you know, Jay, we have bought this house and we kind of have to stay in this house because... You know, uh, Jack, it's it, the the problem is, is that uh, we can't really move yet. We can't sell our house for what we want and we can't buy a new house. So how do we get invisible if we're living in that house and, and there's property records out there and, you know, our name is um, on our on our phone bill or our, our name is on our gas bill. What do we do?
0: Uh, Maria, I was hoping you wouldn't ask such a hard question <laughs> because uh, it's. It's almost impossible to be invisible totally if if that really was the case that a move was just impossible I would say that uh, a person would act like they're going to move and uh, I know one case a man said he's moving to Germany we arranged they had a big party it's in newspapers and he left and uh, it appeared that on his old home it was leased out to someone else
1: mm. From that point
0: on why well, he gave a, a new address and he Fill the internet with false information about the move and so forth, and uh, they, they were able. The last I heard, they were able to get by with this, but I don't guarantee it forever.
1: Wow! Please
0: so, ask, is your questions, Mary? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, that's a, that's a great idea. Just you know, have a going away party and then <laughs> then pretend you're yeah. going away and don't go. So, yeah. is that the first step that you take in, in hiding your home address? <laughs>
0: um, so, well, the first. The first thing would be, in any event, to stop getting mail at the home address. Okay. Stop getting any delivery. Nothing from FedEx, nothing from UPS, definitely nothing from a pizza parlor. Um, This means forwarding the mail to some other address, which means you need another address, such as a ghost address, we call them, uh, where whenever you give out your address, you give the address to a, a place where you do not live. Right. That's the first step.
1: Right, right. So, if you want to get that mail, you have to get that. You have to pick up that mail. I mean, you do you recommend a um a post office box or no? Uh,
0: yes, that's one recommendation is a post office box. Mm-hmm. Another is a, a uh, commercial mail receiving agency such as the UPS store.
1: Right. The advantage
0: of those is that uh, they will accept packages from uh, FedEx and UPS and so forth, whereas the post office so far will not do that.
1: Right. What would be the very best way if you had to really disappear without a trace?
0: The very best way would be to, well of course is that fatal thing, move. You have, you'd have to move. But the best way to move would be to rent a home from someone who owns their home and where he continues to pay the utilities. Either that or a house, have some proxy or nominee uh, rent the place for you. But we've had occasions where we had to Rent a house for six months. We didn't have any real problem with going to a real estate agency, finding some house that's been on the market for a year, it's not selling, and we arranged to, to uh, lease it for six months or a year. And they paid utilities. So our name never showed up.
1: Right. But if you, if you did that, you know, how, how might you still get tracked? Uh, pardon? I said, how might you still get tracked? even if you thought you could disappear without a trace, how are ways that you would be tracked?
0: Oh, um, a smartphone would be the most dangerous because uh, a number of private investigators have contacts inside all the different major telephone telephone, uh, services, such as Verizon and T-Mobile and so forth. Uh, We had a case where uh, a man had taken every single precaution he thought but we had a meeting together, and I checked with a private investigator who was helping test his defenses, and it turned out he was taking a smartphone home at night. And the, uh, the detective would, be, would have been able to contact someone in the phone company, it was Verizon, I believe, and having the telephone pinged, send a signal that tells where the phone is. It doesn't mean they listen to what he's saying, but they can tell where that telephone is, uh, just like a, a GPS and in this case, he was taking it home and it, it it he could have been found out by that, so the first thing we had him do was get rid of that smartphone
1: right, right, and then how about these people who use onstar in their car, which I you know they thinking that they're going to protect themselves because they're using onstar if they're in an accident but that that's a way to really be revealed too, isn't it?'
0: good. Oh, yeah. I would never, ever recommend, I wouldn't recommend OnStar to a dog. <laughs>
1: I know, I know. And, and some of my friends said, oh, my somebody, one of my friends that knows me, that knows that I'm so privacy conscious, she told me, oh, my husband got me OnStar for Christmas. And I thought, what a, what a terrible gift.
0: <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> terrible.
1: Yeah. Now, everybody has to have a credit card, right? Everybody has to have a credit card. Credit cards are a good way to tra- track you, too, aren't they?
0: Yes, they certainly are. And uh, my my opinion or my advice to everyone is to pay cash for everything they possibly can. There's normally no reason to use a credit card for buying gasoline or groceries or going to a restaurant uh, or shopping in the mall. Uh, I encourage everyone to pay cash. <laughs>
1: you got a problem, though, if you want to rent a car. Let's say your car breaks down and you have to rent a car. They won't rent a car to you without a credit card. Okay,
0: I agree that that you have to have some kind of a credit card for emergency. Right. Most of the time, I'm going to hear about identity theft. uh, It's been the people that have been giving out uh, too much information, and they have been using their card everywhere. Yeah. Uh, We do have a credit card that, that, like you say, for travel, you need one uh, for renting a car.
1: Or but you it's could, it, you it's know, not, it's
0: not connected with my home address.
1: Right, right. It's connected with your. The bill goes to your your other address or a post office box or something. Yeah. But in this yeah,
0: case, it's a post office box in a different town, far from where we
1: live. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could um. You could have an alias name and let the credit card company know that. That might be a really good idea too, right? If they knew that you were a stalking victim, and they would have um, I would imagine that American Express would do that for you
0: uh, they might have never tried that
1: well we should try it and see if it <laughs> works but I mean also you know sometimes they have um you can have authorized users on your credit card so somebody else could be the uh, the credit card holder and then you be an authorized user
0: also that would work well yeah
1: that might work really well how about the ownership of a vehicle? That, that's kind of a rough one with the Department of, of uh, Motor Vehicles. What about that one?
0: That is one of the easier things to do, thank goodness, for all states except California. California is, is cracking down on limited liability companies which is what we use. But ordinarily, I recommend anyone get a limited liability company from New Mexico. To one of my associates, uh, Rosie Enriquez, mentioned on my website. And these these uh, limited liability companies do not show ownership. It is, the person's name doesn't show on on the articles of organization. And more importantly, there are no annual reports.
1: Ordinarily, all other
0: states except New Mexico will require an annual form filled out and giving the name and address of the owners. But this isn't the case. So in my all our vehicles, for instance, each is is titled in a different limited liability company, so that if one learned the name of one of the companies, they wouldn't be able to track down other vehicles which are in different companies.
1: Mm. And the,
0: the address is in Spain. So, uh, if someone wrote down the the license number, had it run through the database, they would find out that the there's a limited liability company based in Spain, and uh, no one's going to go over there, I don't think, to check things out or to pass out a ticket or to present a subpoena, because it can't be presented in a foreign country.
1: Uh-huh, that's even better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: you, might, you, might, you can pay your, your parking tickets if you wish to, but don't worry too much if you don't. <laughs>
1: That's a good idea, too. So we are speaking with Jack Luna, who is the author of How to Be Invisible, The Essential Guide to Protecting Your Personal Privacy, Your Assets, and Your Life. Jack, what about bank accounts? I mean, we all have to have bank accounts. I, You know, I have a bank account for my business, which is in my business name, and it goes to my business address, which is not as worrisome because it's not my home address. But what about my college accounts for my kids? And what about all those other personal accounts? What do I do about that?
0: Uh, which personal accounts are you talking about? I'm
1: saying like like my own personal accounts, uh, my personal mean, bank accounts. Bank account? Yeah, bank accounts, yeah.
0: That is um, That requires a... <laughs> An entire small book to go into that one. I know, um,
1: and you have a chapter on that, too. <laughs>
0: that, that's the one about, we call invisible money. Right. Um, I, I deal with that fact. in Inside the United States, the bank accounts won't be invisible, but we can get them so almost visible that unless a, a private investigator is trying to track you down with huge amounts of money available, that you won't be able to find them. They'll be in a small bank in a faraway state or in Canada.
1: Yeah, and and that that's your that's your ebook, Invisible Money. Well, you that's could I,
0: did, I discussed that we re- length in Invisible Money.
1: Right, right. Now, is that book available at your website at uh, jjluna.com?
0: Yes, it is.
1: Okay, so I know, um, you know, I had this one client many years ago, and she had been a stalking victim, and I think she followed everything in your book. She was really, really good about that. So, listen to this. She had everything in trusts, so there was nothing in her name. Like all of her bank accounts were in trusts, in someone else's name, everything. And so she was so good about protecting her privacy for years. She never had a problem. And then she had a pay stub. She was a scientist, and she had a pay stub from a company that was um, in a box that was stolen by an unscrupulous employee who then stole her identity <laughs> with her real name, yeah, with her real name and her social security number and, um, and bought houses and did all sorts of crazy things in her name and she was an identity thief. And I remember her calling me and saying, Mari, I can't believe this, I have been invisible For 15 years and now because this woman stole my pay stub, I am now a victim of identity theft with my name on houses and apartments and everything. So it was it was really nuts. So what about when you get pay stubs, when you actually work for a company that wants to know your sensitive data? It's a Uh, tough one.
0: Working for a company is always a huge problem because they want to know where you live and so forth. sort a security number they have to have. The only real solution is to work for yourself. Yes. That's, that's a sad case, but there's a new hires list by the government uh, supposedly for tracking down uh, dead dads. But the problem is the stalkers use this new hires list to track down their victims. Yes. So once you get a new job, your name goes up on a government database, and I know of no way around it.
1: Right. What about um, the Social Security Administration? What about dealing with Social Security? And, you know, you have to, even if you have your own business, you have to pay into Social Security and the IRS. What about dealing with them?
0: Well, uh, I don't see any problem with income tax and so forth. Uh, I give my true Social Security number everything true on my statement, on my tax return <clears throat> Except the home address, that I do not do. I and usually give some state about ten states away from where I am actually at, because the IRS did not require, thank goodness, your home address.
1: Right, but um, but how about where you earn the money? If you earn, do you, do you does it look like you earn the money in the other state? So you pay taxes where that other address is. Is that how you oh, do? it? N-
0: I see. Now you, maybe you're above my pay grade because I've been, <laughs> been self self-employed since 1958.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean I have to pay taxes. So do I pay taxes if I on the on where I really live, or do I pay taxes in the state where I have I, I didn't give them my home address? So do I pay taxes in the state where I'm saying I'm I'm living, or what do I do?
0: Uh, that's more or less uh, a question for a CPA.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Uh, in
0: California, especially, doesn't really care where you live. If you're making money in California, they want, they want their pound of flesh.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um, let me just get here. All right, so in, in your book, you also talk about computers. So what about computers? What are, what are the, our dangers here with laptops?
0: Well, I always recommend that a person use a laptop, not a desktop, so that they can be easily hidden. And uh, when I travel, I use a, a clean laptop. That is, I don't have my normal records that I have at home.
1: Right. And
0: at home, I, when I'm away, it, the laptop is hidden in a secret wall compartment that I defy the FBI to find. Uh, which one One thing I've heard about, and I should mention to your listeners, is that If someone has a secret list of clients, something that's very valuable, uh, it shouldn't be, no one else should have it, they should never leave the computer on when they're leaving the house if they have the computer uh, uh, used with TrueCrypt, which is the encryption. Because if a computer is on, the police or a private detective or anyone can come in and not turn that computer off, but start going through it, and then the encryption doesn't, doesn't help them. So one private investigator I know of says if he hears a knock on the door when he's working, he presses the uh, off button and holds it on for six seconds for a really fast turn off on his laptop. So once that thing's turned off, no one can break it and get into the information. It's all encrypted.
1: Right, right. So encryption is really a good thing. But what about when um, do you recommend not going on the Internet on your own computers? Or what do you do about that?
0: I, ideally, we never go on the Internet at all, but I work on the Internet, and my, I work with email, and I have to take uh, the reasonable chances, but even so, they don't track me down to my home address. I use something called uh, Internet Connection called Clear. It's not over all the United States, but I think you may have it in Southern California, and it has a, a modem that you you can buy it and give any address you want, and you can carry it around. When I travel, I bring it with me. I, I don't use the hotel uh, system. I set up my little modem in the hotel room, and I'm I'm on the internet anonymously.
1: Oh, and what is that it called again?
0: It's called Clear C L E A R dot com. Uh huh. It's How- only in, in the West Coast, I think.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I would think that uh, they must have it. S- some other company maybe has it on the East Coast. How about emails? What about the email danger?
0: The main main thing there is never, never, ever tell any secrets or anything bad on the email because it doesn't matter if you delete it or if you throw your computer off the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, the email has gone to other people and they have it on their computers. And if in the case of investigation, especially by the government, they can go to the uh, internet service providers and they all have backups. Bill Gates found that out some years ago in some lawsuit. Uh, They managed to pull up his emails from years ago and used it in the court case.
1: Right. And, you know, this is something that I always tell my clients, too, that if they have anything that is confidential to encrypt the email, or what I do is I never put anything confidential in the email. If I attach something, it's always encrypted so that at least that is, you know, protected. But would you believe we are out of time? That was really something. Went quick, huh?
0: It certainly went fast, but I enjoyed talking to you, and perhaps we can do this again sometime.
1: Yes. So, Jack, why don't you give your website and tell the the special that you want to give again? Would you do that?
0: Okay. Uh, The website is uh, jjluna.com, and on that I'll offer a $100 discount on a ghost address. And also a free ebook, Invisible Mail, why and how to separate your name from your home address. Thank you again, Mari, for having me on the program.
1: Well, you're terrific, Jack, and we, we, we appreciate this wonderful book and we appreciate all the great work you're doing in privacy. So take care, okay? Bye bye.
0: Bye bye. Thank you.
1: You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. right here in KUCI. And visit our website at KUCI.org slash piracy. See our upcoming guests, listen to archived interviews, and tell us in an email what's important to you about privacy in the information age. Thanks. Stay private.